We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We're here. I wish I could keep this feeling. I wish I could keep this feeling. What up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Corner Podcast. I'm Kel Dansby. And it's Andreas Hale. And we are back again. Your one-stop shop for hip-hop, MMA, boxing, pro wrestling. And today we're talking about CM Punk's injury, Daniel Bryan retiring. Shed a couple tears to that. Yeah, we'll say it. Uh, UFC Fight Night. We're talking about Triple G and Andre Ward. We have a guest today, Linnell K.O. Bellows. From the money team. Money team in the house and more. But first, we got to touch on hip-hop, some of the stuff that went down. And I want to talk about the Beyonce backlash. This is the first time we talk Beyonce on this show, by the way. Right. Probably be the last. Yes, uh, most likely. I'm not uh, a beehive-ver. Are they beehivers? (laughs) Whatever. Whatever they may be. um, Future hive all day. No thanks. (laughs) Uh but yeah, yo, people are up in arms that she did the whole militant black woman thing, uh, Black Panthers, Look, on stage at the Super Bowl. I mean, the, the formation video was just killing the internet. Like, and I appreciated it for what it was, especially with Beyonce, because you know I'm with the, the mind that I always thought like Beyonce, she's she's very subtle in what she does, but I always felt like she always appealed to the masses. I was been waiting for her to break out because behind the scenes. You know, they donated Black Lives Matters. You know, Questlove told me a long time ago that she's big on Ella Fitzgerald, like paying homage silently in her songs. For her to drop that video was dope. But then the Super Bowl performance, the whole Black Panthers, every, it was funny because every chick had naturals except for Beyonce, right? Which is crazy. <laughs> but, gotta, um, gotta rock that weed for Beyonce. Yeah, she still gotta rock the weed. But then the paying homage to Michael Jackson, the whole Black Panthers thing, like it was like the band, the HBCU band, like black backing it up. 
everything was very black and it goes back to me saying things can be too black for certain people <laughs> and that was one of those moments where people were like yo that's just too black because we we don't want that from beyonce we want her to be universal that's and that's and i don't like that but that's that's the, the fact of the matter is people see beyonce see like pepsi and they see everything that's mainstream and as soon as she takes a stance it's offensive because the people can't join in with that stance and that's why yeah i mean i guess as far as the marketing people are concerned that's not what they wanted and i'm not sure they had an idea of what she was going to do because the video and the song dropped a day before so did they watch like, the video Oops. and the symbolism in the video but it dropped 24 hours before they're not checking for beyonce like i that. mean i'm just saying you gotta you gotta look at what you got and, and beyonce with everything that she was preparing for with the show uh i just don't understand you know right now it's black season people like everything black Blackish, yeah. black shows, black leads. You just saw the black movie, right? Everything, but everything just gets so far until it gets to a certain point. And they go, hold on, that's a little bit too black for us. Chill out. Like then it becomes offensive, right? Because people like us, but they don't really like us. Not they, like that. No, nah, yeah. not like that. You get not to like a certain that. point, like Super Bowl. It's like, hey man, we want to see Coldplay. We don't want to <laughs> see Beyonce do this and black which power. People say shit. Coldplay was whack. I didn't Coldplay. mind it. I mean, Coldplay. I, I like Coldplay until they turned into U two. That's when I stopped liking Coldplay. I was big on Yellow and everything else prior to their, you know, this whole U2 thing that they're doing now. But, like, it should have been the Beyonce and Bruno Mars show, first and foremost. And they damn murdered it. was. They murdered it. I was like, yo, they're the guests, and they just outshined everything. But people are protesting Beyonce. Like, come on, man. Yeah, come on. Like, she's going to sell her million first day, like, titled, kind of like Rihanna did. And she's going to go about her joint. Her tour is crazy. $11,000 VIP tickets. You see that? I was watching that, and I was I was seeing people on my timeline, like girls, like, oh, my God, look it, I'm on the countdown. I'm waiting to get Beyonce tickets. I'm like, this ain't WrestleMania. Nah, not even close. Like, it was like a collective, yes. As soon as the <laughs> thing came out, I was like, oh, my God, my whole timeline was like, yes, oh yes. God. I was like, chill. Like, this is crazy. Did I ever mention that's one of my qualifications what? in a spouse and or girlfriend is that she cannot go yes at any time? See, that's good. That's good. Good things. Good things. I, I hold tough to that. Man. Like, you can't say yes at all. Good. But I, the whole thing is, like, this is this is ridiculous. Like, people are upset at Beyonce. Like, just like, and we'll talk about it later, like, Mike Jackson having the Black Power tattoo. Black power does not mean anti-white. And I don't know why certain conservatives or white people can't get that shit out of their head. Because that shit's scary. <laughs> that, that's, that's it. Like, if you're not black, it's scary. What's so scary about it? When, like, look, look. Just be, If Kendrick Lamar wins the Grammy and Beyonce performs at the Super Bowl and a black actor wins best actor at the, uh, at the Oscars, does not mean you're going to go and we're going to take you and put your ass into slavery. Listen, like, the world is over if that happens. It's, <laughs> that's, it's crazy. That's the way they look at it. But they look at it as some kind of thing like we're going to come and burn your house down. This isn't the Nat Turner era. Like, we're not going to come and kill you. We're, gonna, we're just taking the respect that we deserve. Well, for big business and the 1% and all that good stuff, it, it is scary. Minorities aren't supposed to be that high. Yeah, I guess Because, so. honestly, it, it doesn't bother necessarily working class white people. They care less. They don't know who the hell Beyonce is anyway. <laughs> you know, they they just trying to go to work. They, they took the Super Bowl for what it was. But it's the people in power that's like, yo, she's kind of getting too much money. And she has too much fame to be talking this much sense. That's when it's scary. It's like, yo, you... Got a good platform, but your platform's only to sell our shit. 
don't use it for your own agenda and to spread a positive message in a black community. How dare you? They, they, people, I don't know. People don't like it. Like I said, everything's cool until you don't feel like you're a part of it anymore. Once it becomes too black, that's when people shy away from it. Look, I've been excluded from y'all for years. Like, friends didn't have anybody that was my color in it. You know what I'm saying? Like, at Seinfeld, it was not like a bunch of black people running around Seinfeld. But I watched There were black people in Friends. Who? The Aisha Tyler chick. And how long was she Joey? on Friends? She was on, like... She dated Joey and Ross. She was on for half a season. Half a season. Yep. How many seasons was Friends? It was a lot. Exactly. But, but there were more black people in Seinfeld. But my whole my point is is that those shows didn't circulate around black people, and I didn't feel ex- I didn't feel the exclusion. I knew it, and I was like, hey, I wish there were more black people on here, but I could still appreciate the art. I mean, appreciate Martin the only art. had White Mike. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, just appreciate the art. It is what it is. You know, some people just don't really see black people in their future like that. Some black folks, we don't really see white people. Like when I lived in Atlanta, I didn't see white people for days, Yo, weeks. I, I went to school in New York. There was three white people in my entire school, and they weren't like white, white. They were Jewish. It, but so we had three Jewish kids, a bunch of really, really light Puerto Ricans, and that was about it. My class picture was just all various shades of black people. It just all I'm saying is like, just because you feel excluded doesn't mean you're you're hated. Or somebody's gonna come burn your house down. Beyonce had a phenomenal performance. Appreciate the art for what it is. Just because you're not black power and you're not black doesn't mean that you're hated. You just cut that shit out. <laughs> Talking about someone else that needs to cut shit out, your man Kanye. Yeah, what is the name of the album today? Did it change since I came in? Yo, it, it might have. To what? I mean, he just needs to rearrange the letters. So instead of it saying P L O F or whatever it's called, Poof. he needs to just say flop. Poof, swish, wave. <laughs> Yo, swish would have been better. Swish was the best. They're all, they're of all bad. They're all bad. Uh, wave. Good ass, I would have taken good ass job <laughs> to complete the whole college dropout, late registration. Good ass job. Even so, help me God. But then it just became like ridiculous. Cause yeah, yo, does him, it matter? The Kardashians. I don't know, man. Drugs, man. Drug, you drugs. Some shit that you can't even buy on the street. Look. After he tweeted, like, Bill Cosby's innocent, like, crazy random, out of nowhere, with no context, I was like, all right, this dude's just, whatever he thinks he says, it's crazy. Yeah, I, one, Bill Cosby? Like, no one was talking about Bill. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like Kanye, like, sits on the subway, sits there, smiles to himself, yells out a random thing, and then goes, I should tweet that. I, and see, people, it. I see people do that shit on the subway. Bill Cosby's innocent. I should tweet that. <laughs> Kim, tweet that for me. Like, that's what I feel like happens. They need to take his phone away. His so, privileges hey, need to be revoked. Certain people do not need to have social media. He is He's one, one of them. them. Yeah. Quick, quick, too. We're getting Kanye up out of here. Um, let's actually talk some combat sports, though, because there was mad stuff that happened. Busy. Starting with CM Punk. He's out of here. Uh, back uh, injury, herniated disc, surgery announced today. It's crazy that he went through the entire weekend, which we'll talk about UFC Fight Night shortly. He went through the entire weekend talking about the fight, looked genuinely happy when I interviewed him. Like, when we talked to him, he looked genuinely like, oh. hands yeah. in the cage. The entire time, he knew that this back issue was, was a problem, and... I know he was trying to hold out, maybe on some Daniel Bryan things, like hoping that there was a doctor who was going to clear it, but he knew. He's going to have to have surgery. So we're not going to see him what. We probably won't see him until the end of the year. They say four to six weeks of rehab. I, I predict November now. That's ugly. He's done. Like, he's, he's not, not fighting. Done. He's not Like, done. to he's me, fine. he is Daniel Bryan. Like, he wants to do UFC. He wants to fight. But he can't. Like he'll get his fight in. He'll, he'll get he's one gonna fight. He's going to get injured again. Nah, he'll be fine. And then if he fights once, he's, getting, he's losing to this kid. By well, the way, we saw Mickey Gall in person. He's losing to this kid. I, At 100% hey. healthy, this would be a tough fight. He's going into it with a coming out of back surgery, 
at 38. You don't do that in combat sports. This kid's 22. Hey, I don't, I don't know, like, again, we'll talk about Fight Night shortly. I didn't see enough of Mickey Gall, period, to, to make bones about it one way or the other. I really have no idea what to expect out of this kid. I just know he just smoked Mike Jackson and caught him with a punch, and that was that. See, and Punk's going to come back looking like old man Taker and shit. I, I can't. I we'll can't see. believe that he's going to win. Off of back surgery, I wrote in an article earlier, I was like, CM Punk is the first person that's going to suffer from octagon rust without ever touching an octagon. Because yeah, it's crazy. two years since announcing. And this guy can't get into the octagon. It's ridiculous. I I, I am at the point where I'm giving up hope. Um, I don't see him going back to the WWE. That's Bridges Burnt. Well, that's I don't right. even know if he can even get cleared there anymore. Him and Daniel Bryan, once again, are in that same boat. That indie grind wears on you. Regardless if it's for pro wrestling, if it's for MMA and UFC, Brock couldn't hold up. He, he caught, you know, whatever. Reticulitis? Yeah, yeah. reticulitis or whatever. Yeah. But you don't know what could have popped up after that. It takes a grind on you. And now I, I don't see Punk coming back, man. It's It would have been a great storyline. 200 was the place. And now that that's gone, I don't, I don't even know what next special event it's gonna be a fight night. Fight night, Chicago. Nah, it, it, whenever he fights, it's still gonna be big. It's not. That's not gonna change the fact that it's gonna be a big fight. If they do it in, at the United Center in Chicago, that's huge. Because he's, he's gonna have anybody. Well, now they're behind. gonna do it in Chicago. Yeah, you might as well. But I mean, the whole point is like, I, I get it. Like, we don't. We have no idea what kind of skills Punk's gonna have. We have no idea how he's gonna look. The herniated disc does not help. His age doesn't help. His no amateur experience doesn't help. I just can't count him completely out because you'd have no idea. The dude might turn into a savage in the cage. You never, you never know. <laughs> you never know. Like, we got Linnell Bellows. going to have to take, like, a full dive. Like, we got Linnell Bellows coming on the show later today, and he didn't start fighting until he was in his 20s. So, it's like, you never know. Some guys could be naturals. I'm not saying Punk is a natural. Like, 37? You just, I'm just like, saying. Yo, I'm a natural at this shit. Hey, we'll see. I did a little bit of jujitsu in my 20s. We'll see. Maybe he gets him down and chokes him out. We don't know. Dude, this is a completely different game than stand-up. I think Mickey Gall's game is on the ground. I just, I, I don't know how it's going to be done. Yeah, no, at no. 100%, he was going to have his hands full. Just off of the build of the kid, the hunger, the just looking at them physically next to each other, it's like, okay, this kind of even. Like, Punk's been training with people better than him, so he had the leg up. But not coming off of surgery. Never know how much preparation time he's going to need to have. He's going to need a lot. He might take a whole nother year. We'll and see. Dana would give it to him just for that payday. Um, so we had, you know, CM Punk. We saw Mickey Gall versus Mike Jackson. Mike on the show uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, got a check and was out. Yeah, actually, he got a check and stayed. <laughs> well, yeah, he did. He jumped on the media table right afterwards. Yeah, he was covering the fight. Hey. He asked a question in the presser. More, more power to that man. I mean, look. Hardest working man in, in MMA right there. They pull you basically off the street and say, hey, you want to fight for the opportunity of a lifetime. You take it. You don't win. So what? People lose fights. Yep. It happens. Sage it North lost. <laughs> if Sage could lose, anyone could I lose. I mean, look, we'll talk about it later, but... Even Wonderboy Thompson, he lost the fight, and people try to write him off. Losing is not the worst thing in the world. Shit happens. Not in MMA. Definitely not. Absolutely not. Um, so, Mickey Gall, we didn't see much of him, but what we did see, he's opportunistic. He's uh, He has that killer instinct, kind of. He jumped right on it. There was, there was no octagon jitters there. He saw the opportunity. There was a punch, a slip, and it was curtains. Well, yeah. I mean, it was quick. Like I said, it, it was not nearly enough to really let me know how good Mickey Gall is. Clearly, we know Mike Jackson. He said it himself. His striking is great, but the ground game needs work. Does Dana risk giving the kid a fight? 
Absolutely not. No, I mean, for unless unless push comes to shove, and the, like the kid can't really even force your hand. You know what I'm saying? Like he's <laughs> he's only got like a victory, so it's like you know it's like chill, work on your craft, wait for the guy to come, get the big paycheck. So it's not even Dana. It's like would Mickey Gall risk that opportunity to take out CM Punk or fight some guy that could kick his ass and nobody cares? Nah, yeah. I mean, I don't. I just didn't know if Mickey wants to sit back doing nothing when when he's what 22, 23. You know, he's he's a kid kind of needs to fight. To uh, get better, uh, hey, he's I, looking past CM Punk. Get the check, <laughs> going for the dough. You are just the greatest role model ever. Cut the check. Um, let's talk about Wonder Boy then. Hey, who Versus called Big it? Big Rick. Who called it? You called it. You acting like you were like the most confident guy in the world about Wasn't it. Wasn't I? Didn't I say if there was space, it was over? Yes, that's a qualifier though. Wait, like, is it? Like, but I, I said he was going to win, space, right? But if it's on the ground, he'll lose. I said Hendrix is going to have to. Yes, he's got he to put his head in his chest. Hendrix could do so. And I said, Hendrix is going to fall in love with his hands, and he's going to get rocked by it. And I said, a head kick. Yeah. And he got hit with that spinning hook kick, and the lights were out. It just happened earlier than anyone thought. It anyone. did happen earlier than anybody thought. But I, 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 you just knew it. I mean, watching Wonder Boy fight, watching all of his fights, you see how fluid this guy is on his feet. Kickboxing days. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. He, he lost no fights, amateur or pro, in kickboxing. He came to the UFC, he lost against Matt Brown, but what he's figured out is space, distance, takedown defense. And he, he knows how to use his range. Like, Hendricks Matt Brown's nothing. not a bum. No, Matt, <laughs> like, but, but see, when he fought Matt Brown, Matt Brown was only won two of his last four fights. He was on a skid. So it was, just, it, was, it was just like, not just like Sage Northcutt, but a lot of guys that come in with all this hype, you run into a guy who has more MMA experience, and they school your ass. And oh, that's yeah. what Matt Brown did. He put him, put him on his back and roughed him up. Since then, he's worked with Chris Weidman, George St. Pierre. That takedown beat defense is shored up. The counter striking is nasty. I'm going to go on record saying that Steven Wonderboy Thompson is the most dangerous non-number one contender in MMA right now. I agree. I agree. Um, <laughs> this division is perfect for him. He's going to kill everybody in this Everyone. division. Because Woodley can take him down. But you got to stand up. You, you gotta, can't get close enough to yeah, him. Yeah, you got to stand up three times, right? At least three times in a fight, you end up on your feet. And I think he gets knocked out one of those three times. And we'll talk about Willie in a second because it doesn't look like he wants any part of Wonder Boy. Um, Rory is going to stand up all fight. Lawler is going to stand up all fight. And Lawler, and here's the thing. There's, there's, there's this weird scenario where Wonder, the best bet for Wonder Boy to win the title is fight Robbie Lawler now. Because I, in my personal opinion, Robbie might be the easiest fight out of Condit, McDonald, and maybe even Woodley. The reason being is Robbie's not going to take you down. He's going to stand there and trade with you. Right, there, there's always this lingering sense of... Carlos not taking him down either. Though. No, but Carlos is more fluid in his striking. There's more danger in Carlos Condit striking. Robbie's got a great chin, right? Carlos still has a good ground game. He could take him down. Robbie's not taking you down. So no. he's going to stand and trade with you. The most important aspect is, is Robbie Lawler shopworn yet? He's been in a lot of wars. And fighting Wonder Boy is a completely different thing to stand there for five rounds with somebody that's that more fluid than Condit. Because most people had Condit winning the Lawler fight, including myself. I did not. Third but, round, we talked about it. Right. Toss-up. Like I said, it wasn't a robbery by any means. No. But I'm saying, I think Stephen Wonder Boy Thomas is a better kickboxer than Carlos Condit. And is more diverse, and he's better with his striking. This not this is not a fight Robbie Lawler wants to have, especially coming off the two wars he's just definitely had. not. Um, I mean, he's a better striker than Rory. 
And better kickboxer than Rory. Way more diverse. Oh, yeah. Way, and, way better. Uh, more power. He yeah. finishes you. That's his job. He's Rory's going to get like you out of there. a little awkward, and that's what gets people. And it takes a long time to catch up to Rory. He's a great for three-round fights. Yeah. Because you just can't get his style that quickly. Um, And he picks people apart. Those two would make an amazing fight. But for Rory, it's like, uh, you don't really want to end Rory's career that fast. He, but, see, like, Rory doesn't strike to hurt you. Like he strikes, yeah, he, he like he, outpoints you. Kinda. Yeah, he counter strikes you. He kind of works in the different positions. Wonder Boy, he throws to hurt you and finish you. Everything has bad intentions. And on Hendrix him. had one hell of a chin. Yeah, he took some shots, and he took some shots, and he got rocked. And you know, some people like, well, maybe it wasn't his night. Yeah, it could be a factor. Maybe the weight cut. Maybe there's a lot of things. Yeah, the best weight cut he said he's had in years. Anything that you could have said, but. The way he was just dismantled. And there's, there's like a key point in the fight where Hendricks went for the takedown and couldn't get him down. And Wonderboy circled off, threw like a straight right hand, and then like charged him with like another, with a left and a kick to the body. That I was like, oh, it's, he's done. There's nothing that Hendricks, Hendricks not ready for this. The guys are not ready for Wonderboy Thompson, man. I'm telling you, that guy's, if, if he gets his way, he will be the welterweight champion by the end of 2016. I believe it, man. He, he has all the skills to do so. That's the deepest division and the UFC. I don't know. He Lightweight's pretty deep. Lightweight is pretty deep. He was eight. Well, yeah, because he didn't really have a big victory. But That's the ridiculous. skills the skills say everything. It's, yeah. it's it's like, okay, when I talked to Wonderboy last week, I asked him, there's a guy by the name of Conor McGregor who wants to come to welterweight. And he was like, that would be a fight of the night. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, someone's dying. Some, like that, the, the karate, like everything between those two, they're very similar. Yeah. Because everybody's like, if you put them down, you can beat them. Same thing with Conor. If you put Conor down on his back, you can beat him. Theoretically. Wonderboy's Wonder more dangerous up. than Conor McGregor when it comes to legit striking. Like, and like, Conor's great, but Wonderboy, this, this kid's on another level with his striking. Well, just because the, the weight also transfers. Well, yeah, of course, 170. Like, he hits like Conor and strikes from the similar angles, except he has a lot more weight and power behind him. It's crazy. Him. So, uh, I mean, we'll see if Conor makes that jump. I I don't think he runs the 170s like he runs everywhere else. He's Oh, absolutely not. He's perfect for that 155, 145, and 155 is a stretch. But um, he's just bigger than everyone. Right. And that's a huge advantage, and his power translates very well. Yeah, he's a big dude. And, yeah. like, welterweight is just a different story because – Everyone's a big-ass dude. Yeah, everybody's big and walking around near 190, 180, 190. So, you know, Conor's going to have a hell of a time. Well, you know, he's got to get past RDA first. We got a few more weeks to, to the RDA fight. Oh, man, that's creeping up on us. But, yeah, Wonder Boy, like. We got a lot of fights coming up. We got an April fight. Yeah, man. John Jones. Oh, we can transition into that. John Jones versus DC in Vegas. Yeah, great. Happy. Us again. Us again. We're spoiled. Not in the new arena, though, which is weird because it'll be open. Yeah, um. Is something else double booked that night? Is that around the, the time of the Janet concert or something like that? Somebody's Janet's somewhere. May 14th. Oh, okay. Well, something's happening. Whatever. I don't care. It's in Vegas. That's all that matters. We got um, Henry, uh, Henry and Demetrius on the, uh, the co-main event. Um, but then John Jones had this little traffic incident. <laughs> <The Yo>. citation. <laughs> well, John, you know, a quick little run-in with the law. I, I can't knock John on this one, though. I mean, I've, I constantly get pulled over by the cops for no reason. And they'd be like, oh, damn, I don't got my wallet on me. They write me a stupid little citation. Got to go to the court, yeah. bring in my license. Um, so John got caught with one of those, driving while black. Yeah, he did. But he, here's the difference between everybody else and John Jones. He's John Jones. He knows the trouble that he's already been in. Carry your license, your registration. Carry a picture of you buying the car. <laughs> I'm just happy he didn't get caught with weed. 
you know, some cocaine. And some Funyuns. You never know what was in the car. Yeah, you never know what John. So I was like, yo, I, I'm glad. I'm, you know, I don't want to speculate, but maybe the cop didn't even search the car. Maybe it was just routine. So thank God. I'm glad he ain't get out the car and run for it. <laughs> like Yo, you, you never know with John, man. He says he's sober. I, you know, John's told a lot of bullshit lies in the past. We never know with John. Like, just keep it clean, John. We keep like it clean just to this fight, John. I don't care what you do after that. Yeah, we want to see you come back. You know, we want to see you be you for once yes. in your career. Be no you. injuries, no stupid ass arrest. Let's just get to this fight because I'm looking forward to the DC versus John Jones buildup. Oh, the slander is going to be epic. So much ammo. So much ammo. If DC can't win the fight, at least oh he's winning. Like, yes, he will win the battle. He may yeah. not win the war. No, he won't win the war. Like there are a lot of people like oh well DC can get. Him. I don't think DC. I don't think DC could beat him. Like this is a horrible style matchup for him. We saw it last time. He'll make it competitive though. He won't get ran over. Um, it just leads me to say okay, when is Rumble and John Jones gonna fight? I don't care about anything else. Like I don't care. Like this DC fight, I respect DC. I love to watch the fight, but I want to see John Jones and Rumble Johnson. We get that in the summer if if John Jones wins. I hope so. And I think that's his salute to the light heavyweight division. If he's able to beat Rumble, he's off to heavyweight. Because heavyweight maybe. needs him. Heavyweight needs him. Yeah, heavyweight does Um mean. He's big as hell now. One. Heavyweight, yeah. outside of that, I mean, Stipe, Verdum, I don't think either of them measures up to John Jones. Especially no. a heavier John Jones. No, And I, mean, I no think way. that's where yeah. his KO power will come in. Because to me, a light heavyweight, he's not like a knockout artist. I don't think he's, he's ever going to be a knockout. wildly skilled. Yeah, I don't think he's ever going to be like a knockout. Like, he doesn't have like the greatest hands. No, but yeah, 30 pounds on that. He can have one hell of a McGregor straight left. I'm just saying he doesn't really use his jab. Like he uses like short elbows, spinning kicks. Like he's another guy who like strikes to hurt you but not to kill you. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, like, I, like there's guys like Stipe who try, strike to kill you. They like they want to hurt you. It'll be interesting. But I to me, it's it. the same thing with Anderson Silva. I never thought Anderson Silva had the heaviest hands. Oh, but he was just wildly hands. accurate, though. Super accurate. And he was very heavy for that. Like, his body was heavy for that division. So yeah. his power translated. To me, John Jones just needs that little extra. Like, just give him 20 pounds. It'll be interesting. And, and those elbows and that those those right hands just, just get heavy enough to knock people out. Yeah, it'll definitely be interesting. Definitely interesting. So, that was the John Jones stuff. Um, UFC Fight Night, we covered all of that, except Benavidez gets the win. I don't care. Um, I care only because the team alpha male beef. It's I, in full effect. He bounces. Palmer's gone. Like, everyone's going to Denver or wherever the hell in Colorado I mean, the that team thing elevation. is. Yeah, like, look, look. I think we're making so much about this, and I'm just like, I don't really care. Until one of them has a title, I don't care. They do have a title. What do you mean? Like, who the, has the, the title, title right now? No, I mean, but the title actively left. Yeah, Team Alpha Male. That's what it, was so dirty. It left, and then it left and left, went to yeah, Dominic Cruz's yeah, waist. Now Cruz. So, has it. so anything that's going on at Team Alpha Male right now and Team Elevation between those two camps, I really don't care. Like, there's a lot of drama that's going to come out of it. Just like with the Black Zillions, we see all the drama coming out of their camp. There's always drama. There's there's drama at Wink and Jackson's camp. There's all, when Rashad left. There's always drama. I don't care. Like, maybe Benavides needs a new outlook on his career. I like the angles. There's nothing else for Joe B to do at 125. What if he moves up to 135? What gets, if he, he'll get killed. I'm just saying. I want to see the fight. You can move up. Move up to 135, fight Garbrandt. <sighs> you know, and then I, on the same card, have, uh, I don't know, have Uriah fight. 
Let me just have a Team Alpha Male versus Team yeah, Elevation team Al- car. Listen, that's what I want. Actually, that could work just for the Ultimate beef. Fighter. It could be an Ultimate go. Fighter. I just thing, want straight beef. But it's just all the <laughs> stories. I'm just like, ah, it's kind of exhausting. That, that, that shit was the WWE. be an amazing angle. Well, yeah, it'd be great. Vince don't even got writers that can write this shit. That's true. So they're doing something, right? I want to see it. Hopefully Dana White does that. Um, before we switch over, take a quick commercial break and start talking about wrestling and boxing, I want to ask you a question. Uh, it's... UFC 200 in trouble. I'm, I'm sitting here earlier and thinking, I'm like, there's a lot of fights happening right before then. Connor is fighting RDA, and everything's banking on Connor to be healthy and headline 200. What if he's not? I did, this is what I said when he beat Jose Aldo, and I said he shouldn't fight in March because he puts 200 at risk. And now because I mean, Ronda's time not, we had we thought we had Ronda, we thought we had DC and John. Yeah, we, we didn't though. And that's no. what I'm saying. Like your biggest draw is like you're putting him at risk making him fight before two hundred. Because even if he wins, if he breaks a hand, changes everything. Now we're looking at the card, there's no CM Punk who won't be there, there's no Ronda Rousey. Hell, there's a chance Heidi I mean uh, Holly Holm could lose to Misha Tate. And Do you then, have an immediate rematch? It's like but so who is your draw if Connor's not your draw? I don't even know. They were supposed to stack the card. What do they stack the card with? I was like, oh, maybe GSP comes back to fight Anderson Silva. Well, Anderson Silva's fighting again, so that's no guarantee. Dude, even, I mean, right now you got basically Robbie Lawler, who can fight at 200. Cool, because he's drawing numbers. He, he's, he's co-main. Co-main in a double title picture, double title card, he's always going to be the co-main. But that's he's still excited. 189. What's that's the difference? What that's what I'm saying. It's not really that much of a difference. So the biggest – so who do you have left if it's not Connor? You're using Mighty Mouse. Right. Mighty Mouse is going to draw flies Luana and shit anyway. is in the Ultimate Fighter, so she'll be fighting that weekend but on a different card. They, they may transition her at this rate. They may transition her to 200. I, they got to bank on her highlighting that card, though, what, what? the Ultimate Fighter card. No, nobody cares about the Ultimate Fighter card as much as they're going to care about 200. No, her, but Joanna's not drawing that much either. But I'm just saying, you put you have to put multiple title fights like they did with 100. You got to do it with 200. So if you can't get anything else, you got to go ahead and put Well, we got Stipe versus... Verdun? Well, they're Verdun. talking about May in Brazil. May, yep. You know, because Steve kind of alluded to it when we kind of asked him, like, hey, do you know when you're fighting? And yeah, one of the Brazilian media that. was like, hey, is it going to be in Brazil? And he looked up. He's like, you know something I don't. Yeah. Like, he did know. But, I mean, what's left? There's not much left. Like, the health is a huge, huge concern. You just got to hope that, like, either John Jones mauls Cormier and just fights Rumble at 200. Somebody's got to get That's mauled. super close, though. That's two months. That's what I'm saying. Like, you got to hope that, that. Who just fought? I know. You got to like, hope that Connor runs over RDA and then fights Frankie. Yeah. There's a lot of things you have that's, to hope that's for. That's what they're banking on. The entire UFC 200 is based on that. Because if Connor gets, I don't, well, not subbed, but if he gets knocked out, yeah, he could be that's suspended. That's a quick turnaround. Yeah, yeah. A medical suspension. And you're just, your hands are tied. You know what this is turning into? WrestleMania. <laughs> this is turning into WrestleMania because now it's like, oh, no, Rollins. Oh, no Daniel Bryan. Where's the Undertaker? Like, this is what UFC 200 is turning into WrestleMania. It is. And now it's scary to think Dana's going to have to make a lot of calls, man. Like, he's going to have to bring – he's going to have to go Bellator with it. <laughs> they, I mean, like, no lie. we have time. Like, just like I said with WrestleMania, we have time to fix this. Like, last year's WrestleMania, we were all like, oh, God, Roman it Reigns. It all hinges on Connor. Right. And we, we were all sweating, and then things came together. It was one of the best WrestleManias we ever seen. Now, granted, that's all scripted, so you can kind of figure those things <laughs> out. No money in the bank in UFC. Right. So, 
The UFC, yeah, they got some works. They really have to hope that Connor beats RDA. If RDA beats Connor and they're both medically suspended, it's like, what are you doing? There'd be no title fights at 200. How great would it be if you just had Rory versus Condit 2 and then Wonder Boy comes in with the money in the bank? Just a briefcase. Hey, I wouldn't mind just it. Just cashes it in at I the would. end. It's like, it's go time. You know what? The way this is shaping up, chances are we probably will see Wonder Boy and Lawler at 200. Even though I know they're saying there's a six months medical suspension on Wonder Boy. No, I don't believe that. But you know he'll get cleared and yeah, he could be ready for 200. Um, I mean, as I a co-main event, I, I'm here for it. Me too. I hope he gets his hands on Woodley though. I hate the idea that Woodley's not fighting because he was promised a title shot. It's like my man, you're not, you're not getting it. He's he's had this strange like it's not really his fault path. <laughs> like he fought Conde, he beat Conde because Conde got injured. He was supposed to fight Johnny Hendricks. Johnny Hendricks didn't make weight. Like, all these things are happening to Tyron Woodley, and people like blaming Tyron when it's not really his fault. There's nothing he can really do. Now the only thing you can do is take a fight. Like, you're going to have to fight somebody because title shot? Eh. You, probably, yeah. you, you just got leapfrogged by what Wonder Boy just did. Definitely. You know, and so, being inactive, I mean, it turns him into Amir Khan real quick. Yeah, like, if, if Carlos Khan is not fighting Robbie Lawler, there's your fight. And if it's Wonder Boy, there's your fight right there. Definitely. Um, I, I think Wonder Boy is making a name for himself. So definitely a bigger name than Tyrone Woodley at this point. Yeah, Tyrone's got to make a, fight. a poster. He's got impressed. So we'll see how that goes. Um, Botter made one hell of a prediction, which is off the wall. But Boy. he says the UFC is banking on Connor beating RDA. And then you put Robbie versus Connor. And there's a two-division champion versus a one-division champion, regardless what the hell happens. Oh, my God. That's a huge fight. Yeah, no, it's, you it's don't insane. need shit else on that card. It could happen. I'll, I'll take Sage Northcutt as the co-main. Yeah, but that's that's bananas, and we'll see. It's all hinging on Connor. We'll see that in a couple of weeks. We're gonna take a quick break right now. Um, if you guys haven't, please do the survey. You'll hear about more more about it in our break that is coming up. Uh, take that survey, really helping us out for sponsorship and everything else. We're trying to do live shows too, damn it. Everybody else got a live show. Tax <laughs> got a live show. I saw Joe Budden do one. Uh, Combat Jack does it. The Reed does it. The Reed sells out places. Like yeah. huge like college arena things. We need a live show. Take the survey. Make the corner podcast blow up. So we'll hit you guys up after the break to talk wrestling and bring in our guest, Linnell Bello. Stay tuned. All right, now we want to take a pause and ask you, our loyal listeners, for a favor. We want to get to know you, and to do so, we need you to fill out a quick online survey. It won't take more than five minutes, and besides helping out the show, you'll be entered for a chance to win a $100 iTunes gift card. We know some of you may have already done surveys like this in the past, but we really need you to log in and fill this thing out as accurately as possible. Once we know more about you, the listeners, we'll be able to help deliver the show and sponsors you dream about. Finding sponsors who are a good fit means we get to give you good deals and information on the brands you care about while keeping the show free to enjoy every week. And if you don't care about helping us or making the show better, do it for the chance to win an iTunes or Amazon.com gift card. I know you want that. TheCornerSurvey.com. Again, that's TheCornerSurvey.com. Help us out. Help us. Do it. Do it. All right, we're back from break. Now that you're back. The Life of Pablo. Yeah, so I'm hearing this Kanye album's going to be called. No Life way that Pablo. shit's called The Life of Pablo. I don't think Kanye knows what it's going to be called. I think he just like picks like four random letters and was like. Is it like Picasso or Noriega? Noriega. 
Ah, yeah, not Picasso. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of Pablos you could go with. I don't know what's going on with Kanye. He's on some good shit. More than the Henny that he was on during the Taylor Swift Awards. Yeah, like I'm saying, like I've always felt like cats like Kanye and Diddy do a lot of drugs. Like, in order to be as sporadic and as, and you know, like, Diddy used to be like, I'd be up for like three days. Motherfucker, you on drugs. <laughs> like, you ain't on nothing normal. Red Bulls don't keep you up for three days. There is a crash, period. <laughs> Diddy doesn't crash. Kanye, the way he acts, I'm like, yo, you're on something. Designer yo, drugs. Yeah, some new shit. He probably has some shit called the Yeezy. That's marketable. Popping Yeezys, yep. Okay. Yo, we got we to gotta bring that out. Cut the check, yay. Yeezy sell for a lot, too. Imagine a Yeezy drug. It's right. going for heavy dough in the clubs. Uh, let's talk about someone who is deserving of our conversation, someone who is no longer going to be wrestling. It was a sad day on Monday. Man. I didn't want to believe it. The retirement of Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. Goatface. Um, first and foremost, when it, I was of the mind, like, I was like, this, I, I hope this is a work. I didn't think it was going to be, but I was like, I hope this is a work. Undertaker doesn't have an opponent. He just saw the doctor. There was a Tide commercial was, like, saying, I can't do it. And he's going to be on SportsCenter. I was like, Undertaker needs an opponent. This would be great. Like, the loser retires match. It could be Daniel Bryan's last match. But as the day went on and I was, like, Triple H is tweeting, A-plus player, and, like, Kevin Owens is breaking kayfabe on the Twitter Man, it's, it, the reality set in that one of the best wrestlers of of our generation, period, is has to hang it up and, and kind of not necessarily on his own terms. But he, but the crazy thing is, here's the crazy thing. He dropped that book, right, after yep. he won WrestleMania. And I was looking at the book and I bought the book and I was like, but his story's not over. But it is. The story was over. The story was over. You got the whole story. It's crazy, man. <laughs> it was, uh, we didn't, what, we saw him two weeks after WrestleMania. Yeah, and for two weeks, and that was it. Back out again, and then we haven't seen him since. Um, I mean, man, I, I put together the top ten matches of Daniel Bryan's career right after it happened. I dropped it the next day. Um, if you guys haven't seen it, I, I know I wrote it, but shit, I, I read the article like four times. I put in videos. There's three hours worth of content in my article. You just um, did WWE stuff, though, right? No. Oh, you went back There's to... There's two WWE matches in my entire countdown. So which 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 other... I, I didn't get a chance to read okay, it. Okay, um, number one... I had Daniel Bryan versus. Oh, I'm I'm not sure what one was. Two was Daniel Bryan, Sami Zayn. Okay. Um, I mean everything is on or there. Bryan though. Danielson versus El Generico. El Generico, sorry. <laughs> um, him versus uh, man, there's just there's a triple threat match with him, AJ Styles, and Samoa Joe. Oh, I've seen that. That was like four on my countdown. Yeah. Um, it, it's deep. I had to cheat and put like his WrestleMania, like WrestleMania 30 moments as right. the bonus ones because it didn't fit in on the list. He, yo, he's he's been named uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated's number one wrestler on multiple occasions. He's he's been such a good wrestler, and he when he got signed, I remember when he changed his name to Daniel Bryan, I was pissed. <laughs> and then when he got linked up with the Miz, I was pissed because I was like, this is the guy that I watched the Ring of Honor and tear up the indie circuit, and they're going to job him out. I just felt like they were going to job him out. But somehow, some way, he transformed, and a little goat-faced guy just kind of took the industry by storm. It's a phenomenal story. The people, man. The people pushed it. We don't see that all the time. Nah, we um, don't. We might not see it again. Not like that. Not like that. No, nah, they pushed him to be what he is, and, ah, oh, man, it's, it was so great. It was a great run. I'm not going to lie. I never, I've never been a fan of his finisher. The running knee. Um, <laughs> even though I like what about the Nakamura's. 
Did you like the Boom Yes I like the Yes a lot. Okay. I, I was all right with that. Um, but, you know, to be, I guess, main event status, you need something with an oomph. And that was it. Uh, man, but you got to appreciate what the guy has done. I found video that was just crazy. Like, I forgot he did all of this stuff. Man, yeah. So I, I published the article and went back and just stood there and watched. I mean, I got him versus Prince Devitt oh, in yeah. there. Yeah. Which was a crazy technical match. Yeah, like he wrestled in PWG. He was in the Battle of Los Angeles. Like Brian Danielson, the American Dragon, or Daniel the Bryan, whatever, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> when he came out to the final countdown, like he's an amazing talent, and it's sad to see him go. And the speech was phenomenal. Best um, retirement speech I've seen any sport. Him and Edge had great retirement speeches. Edge had a great one too. And Ric Flair, when he fake left <laughs> when he kind of sort of left <laughs> yeah when he you know rick fair cries at the drop of a hat but he had a good one too but just the moment where he kind of closed his eyes so he could feel the yes chance it's just it, it sucks man it really sucks but i'm glad that he's going out now instead of some real debilitating injury correct I've and seen he was hiding um, the seizures the seizures yeah, like yeah. he said on espn which is scary that is um that's that's something you really can't play with so nah. i'm glad he got out like you said when when the time was was right, and we got to enjoy enough of them. You know, now, we're all just selfish. We, we didn't get to see a washed-up Daniel Bryan have to call it quits. We got to see him when he won the world title, he won the Intercontinental title, and then he, had, he, he went. Like, he accomplished what he needed to accomplish. Unfortunately, we didn't get to enjoy him as much as we wanted to. I remember interviewing him for MTV um, before SummerSlam, the SummerSlam when Punk came back, and we had a conversation. It was kind of like a kayfabe conversation where we just were – Talking about, you know, he wanted to have his WrestleMania moment. That's all he lived for, and he finally got it later. Yeah. But he was always talking about, I want to wrestle John Cena at WrestleMania. He got his chance to SummerSlam and beat him with the, the running knee. But, um, you know, we talked. a great match. Yeah, we talked about him. He used to train at Couture's gym out here in Vegas. He used to sneak out here and train. Um, he loved MMA. It was just, he's just a, a, a genuine down-to-earth guy. And the key word was always relatable. Like, people could relate to him. He's always undersized. He always worked really hard. He was naturally talented, but he didn't have the look that people thought it took to make it. Exactly. He defied the odds. And, I mean, he opened the door for what we see today, for what NXT currently is. Yeah, well, I mean, and for like, the athletes we see. And Him and Punk, they, they did it. Punk, Him and Punk really ushered in the indies into the masses. Like, Punk, when he came over to ECW, fake ECW, from, <laughs> you know, when he made his move the Summer of Punk, which a lot of people remember from Ring of Honor, and Daniel Bryan or Brian Dennis followed through the door, and these two guys, these two small guys, not entirely buff, just were great wrestlers, changed the dynamic of wrestling forever. If it wasn't for them, we wouldn't have an NXT. No, we, we definitely wouldn't. Um, we'd have the Nexus still and a bunch of Rybacks. So, yeah. you know, we're definitely thankful. They, they changed the landscape of wrestling, and it's crazy to see them both out. Now we yeah. see all their friends here now. Now it's like, hey, it's a party, it's but they're crazy. already gone. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, man. To, to see some of the guys who are wrestling now, uh, the Daniel Bryan versus Tyler Black match. Oh, man. Which was yeah, great that to was me. Great. And I couldn't even find the best one. Which, I mean, um, the best one was like the third one, which was at ROH um, Anniversary, I think. No, I remember. found the ROH Anniversary 6 one. But it wasn't that. Like later on in that summer, it was Tyler Black, Daniel Bryan 3. And the only thing they had was like a 50 second highlight clip yeah some of the stuff is hard to find so i was just like man i'm not putting the 50 second one <laughs> in when they have you know their second match that yeah. was 22 minutes yeah i mean so, there's um, a great match with him and austin aries um like him and they, they, i mean there were a lot of great matches and so at this point you got to look at it as saying dude you might as well just put him in the hall of fame this year 
Yeah. Yeah. I Just mean, he's in. he's done more than enough. I'm like, I'm ready to see it. There's no use in waiting. He's retired. He's done. It's WrestleMania season. Yes, things going in great, but Daniel Bryan has a headline. Yeah. So okay, totally off off base. Does CM Punk ever get inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame? Yeah. Yeah. Does he show up for the ceremony? Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, nah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure AJ would make him show up, and she stayed longer she? than him. Would I think she? so. Um, she stands by her man, I think. I, I think looking at the landscape of it, it it's going to be tough because I'm sure CM Punk wasn't that fond of Vince, but he always had a respect for Vince. He absolutely hated Triple H. That's what I'm saying. And, by the and time Triple it, H is going to be in charge by the time it comes around. Yeah, come on, So man. I don't know if they can bury the hatchet. Maybe... I, Triple H is a different guy as the boss. And maybe, you know, he's going to use the whole best for business line. And um, we'll, we'll see. I mean, you kind of say, you know, if Bret Hart and Vince McMahon could mend fences after everything that Bret Hart went through, why Spit could in CM his Punk? face. <laughs> However, the difference with CM Punk is I feel like he was truly exhausted from the business. Like, Bret went to a different company. CM Punk left the business. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if he ever but gets how we saw Brock return. Yeah, but Brock, um, Brock is different. Brock is about the money. Punk has never been about the money. No, no, but I, I think the nostalgia of it, the ring of your career, just recognizing it. Um, I, I think if they put a, a WrestleMania in Chicago, I think CM Punk is the number one inductee whenever it happens. I just don't know if he He can't it. be in the UFC anymore, I'll tell you that much. His career has to be over. It'll be a while from now. I don't think he gets But now he got a lot of friends, man. All of these people are his peers. You're going to yeah. ignore the, the peers? Of CM Punk? We'll see. Like I said, he's going to have to cooperate. He'll have to show up. Can I don't Cole know Cabana him. induct him? You think I don't know. Out? They might be both, you know, unwanted posters in the WWE. <laughs> they may not want them. All right, so let's talk about Raw. Um, and, the, and the only reason I really want to talk about Raw, it was a strangely booked show, right? Everything's been weirdly booked. Strangely booked show. However, the opening segment with Brock Lesnar throwing the table at Roman Reigns <laughs> might have been one of the greatest feats of physical violence that was wildly entertaining that I've seen in a long time. I was like, yo, did he just throw the entire table at him? The entire table and killed him with it. And I'm like, I, I was and like, I'm yo, wondering, he didn't even put him through it. Like, yo, you I'm wondering if, did Reigns know this was coming? Because he didn't even really get his hands up. He just ate it. He couldn't brace. You see how hard that <laughs> table was coming? Like, there was no, yo, let's, let me brace myself for this table. It's kind of like he put, like, a little bit of his hands up, and then the impact just hit him against the turnbuckle. Yo, is Brock Lesnar throwing a table at you? And how much better is Lesnar versus Ambrose than it is Lesnar versus Reigns? Look, this is the way there, Ambrose sold that. There is everything. Okay, I said this on Twitter that you could have gave me Ambrose, Reigns, and Lesnar at WrestleMania, and I would not have complained. Why are we doing this? Effect like the more this program is developing, the more I'm like, this is stupid because <laughs> it's at an arbitrary pay per view where we know who's going to win. Correct. Instead, if we did it at Mania, teased out the whole Ambrose Reigns feud and L- Lesnar just being there as an executioner. You really don't know who's going to win the match because Ambrose could have walked out of WrestleMania as the champ. Dual champ. There could have been a swerve. There's a number of things you could have done. Now, because we're having this arbitrary pay-per-view, it's like, well, Lesnar can't win, even though it seems like they're cooling off on the wide angle because something's up. Something weird what is, is going, going on. What is going on there? Lesnar's not even he isn't, they're not talking about him. I guess he's just got his hands full with trying to get well, the Well, I think they're back. cooling off on it just to, um, you know, kind of hide it in the background. So when the Wyatts come in, I think Lesnar annihilates both of them, by the way. Like, Ambrose and Reigns annihilates them in the ring. He's about to win. Lights go out. Come up. Three Wyatts around the ring. Beat Lesnar and carry him out, kind of like they did Taker and Kane. And then they 
carry his big ass all the way outside the ring, leaving Roman versus Ambrose, and Roman hits a stupid spear to win. So, so here's the dilemma with that, though. If Brock Lesnar can kill Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns, correct? why can't he just kill the Wyatt family? But it's four people. I don't know, man. I mean, this is Brock Lesnar we're talking about. It's a lot of people. It, yeah, but, you know, Eric, Eric Rowan is whack. Luke Hart, Hart he just, he, right now, Kel is eating JR's beef jerky. Yo, a whole package of JR's beef jerky was just dropped off to us. Yeah, so he, he's chewing on that. Yeah, um, you keep talking, man. I'm eating. I'm but hungry. Nothing n- nothing about the uh, Lesnar Wire feud right now is intrigued, is intriguing me. Like, I'm more interested in Lesnar versus Ambrose in, like, some kind of street fight. So am I. Ambrose, just tell him, come back after the German suplex. He, How good was he this past amazing, week? Amazing, right? I was just like, yo, why is Reigns even in this? You know what? Just write Triple H in. Take him out of a match. Just give me him and Triple H build up. Let me see Ambrose versus Brock. Even if it's the WrestleMania angle now. <laughs> He's going to kill him. But give me a street yeah, fight. I don't care. Give, yeah, give me something illegal, right? Mm-hmm. Like, give me something that's fun. But Ambrose is clearly got – He's jumped in. hell in a cell. He'll do that. He'll do the Mick Foley right. throw me off of the top of the cell shit. Yeah, like, he will. Ambrose has clearly jumped ahead of the pecking order based on this feud. And I don't know if it's intentional or not. But Ambrose has clearly stolen any thunder that Roman Reigns had because he's he's been the draw. He's that much better. You know, like him, that, him the way he talked about like to to beckon Lesnar to come out. Like, does Paul Heyman have your balls? Like everything <laughs> that, that that Ambrose did was brilliant, and he sold it so well. And I'm like, I'm watching this going, well, shit, this could have been WrestleMania. Why are we doing this that fast? What like, the hell is Reigns doing here? This is the only thing I'm thinking. T all he does is smirk and go, huh? You're crazy, Dean. Like, yeah, like <laughs> Ambrose is so much better. Rollins is so much better. There's a reason why in NXT this guy was just an enforcer, to sit back and look pretty. Yeah. yeah. And that's all he is. Ambrose and Vince is, fell in love with him. You know what, Vince? That shit doesn't work. Nah. Ambrose Triple H is, saw it early. Ambrose is your guy. He's your guy. Like, if and he then turns when Seth heel, comes back, it's fucking on. It's amazing. I loved their feud last summer. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, like, Ambrose is your guy. Like, plain and simple. Ambrose, if he turns heel, he's definitely your guy. Because oh, that yeah. guy is a psychopath as a heel. You know, but I, I, anyway, the Even rest now you don't know what he is. Yeah, he's kind of like a tweener. He's crazy, but you like him. He's kind of like he's very stone cold. Brian Pillman, like he has a lot of things going on that you can relate to. Um, the what rest that we see, um, the rest of all was weird. Like we're Dudley Boys. Well, the Dudley Boys. Okay, first of all, the Dudley Boys heel turn was was excellently done. Perfect. The reasoning made sense. You're sealing our match. The way they handled it made sense. The fact that it happened in a, in, a, in a show that you were really focused on Daniel Bryan, but you turn the Dudley's heel at the perfect time because the Dudley's are far better heels than they are faces. Oh, great. And, and to me, it's like, damn, Kel, you're going to be right. Because I predicted the four-way TLC match at WrestleMania, and I think we're going to get it. So who's the fourth team? Lucha Dragons. You think they're going to put him back in there? Yeah. I think Kalisto drops the belt, Sin Cara's back, and then they stole the show in the first ladder match. Yeah, you're that they just right. had. I mean, they do the crazy shit. You're probably right. So I, I think the four-way TLC match is the way to go. And now you have the New Day, who are the heels but over, the Dullies, who are the heels but hated, the Usos, who are the faces but hated, and <laughs> the Lucha Dragons, who are the faces but liked. But nobody Four cares. Four different dynamics. Yeah, <laughs> it's I mean, crazy. Like, I think the Dullies are going to be liked more as heels. You think? Yeah, man. Yeah, they just. I don't know. The I don't think anybody really cares what the Usos testify. Yeah, like, come on. I don't think anybody cares about the Usos, really. You know what I'm saying? Like, That's why they're hated. Yeah, Let's face it. Because they're like, oh, okay, they're there, whatever. So what else we had? We had uh, 
We got the announcement that Charlotte versus Brie Bella at Fastlane. This is like the weirdest booking ever. Why is this happening? I don't know. And like Sasha and, and, Becky. Um, and Becky are against Team Bad or whatever's left of them. I, I don't like a lot of the stuff that I don't get. And just on a side note, uh, Sasha wasn't re- that great on commentary. She seemed kind of lost. Yeah. It seemed like she was just kind of saying things and not really putting herself over like she should have. Like, I don't know. Like, da, da, da. like uh. <laughs> however, Bay can do no wrong. Naomi clocked the shit out of her with that forearm, though. And Naomi, I think Naomi's improved like quietly. She's been making drastic improvements to her, to her promos. To like, she's looked. Oh, she's yeah. a lot she better. Can speak yeah. way better now. Um, I mean, once again, I don't know. If she had the platform before with the stupid Funkodactyls and everything. No, like she that. never did. No, absolutely um, not. So now I, I think she was supposed to be the leader of Team Bad. It didn't work out because Sasha's personality trumped her. But she has the skills. Yeah. Uh, she has an enforcer if need be. We'll, we'll see if they can give her a program that works. It seems like she's holding down the SmackDown side of things, which I think is cool. Yeah. Um, every you know card deserves its own women's section. There's enough women now to go around. So if Sasha and Charlotte and all these girls hold down Raw, there's still people needed for SmackDown. We don't have to see retreads. She... You know, she could be the queen of SmackDown. She could. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, another thing I want to talk about is how good The Miz has actually been the past few weeks. You like The Miz the past few weeks? I, I actually really do. I think he's really doing a great job with this this feud with AJ Styles and Chris Jericho good, in there. Good job putting, you know, Styles over. He um, took one for the team, lost a tooth, getting spinning back fist in the face. <laughs> he did. <laughs> I, think, I think The Miz is an interesting character because there are times where I watch The Miz and I'm like, he's horrible. And there's other times I watch him and I'm like, he's really good. And this is one like this. If few, the Miz is an actor. He's not a wrestler. And I mean a reality that. TV and I I mean that in you know the most complimentary way. To me, he's an actor. He he doesn't wrestle very well. He did come from reality TV, but I think you know if he just wanted to act, he probably could. Like he can be a decent actor, and that's all he's really good at. So when he has to act like a jerk, he can do so. He was great with the Miz Dow shit. Yeah, like I'm saying, that was hilarious. He has sticked. It's acting. Because in the ring, he's hey. never going to be that good, which is why they bring Jericho into the feud, because they'd be like, okay, Jericho can wrestle and talk, right? but then the Miz can really talk, too. So now, like, them two combined make a pretty good heel for AJ Styles to come in and get over on. Yeah, exactly. They're putting over AJ. And, and that's all I care about is, like, find a way to put it because Jericho alone is cool, but... You had the and Miz the element. Alone is yeah, not it's all right, do but it. you put them all together. Like the way they changed the set from you know awesome, the whole awesome set to the highlight reel, like in the snap of a finger, and everything. Everything's working to help AJ get over. Because the funny thing is, we haven't heard AJ talk, and that's supposed to be his weak point. And he hasn't really cut a promo yet. He always gets interrupted. Yep. Somebody always shows up. <laughs> so they're we'll doing see, a good um, job putting him over. He's doing amazing things in the ring, though. Like just watching him, I was like, man, how could he not? But New Japan, AJ, was different. It's a different style. It has how about to be. that? It's a different style. I mean, it's just like Daniel So Bryan. I wasn't sure yeah. how that was going to translate. I thought maybe it was getting old. He had to transition to that, I guess, stiffer style that New Japan likes. Looking at it, no. Nah, he's back. Like, he's picked it up like TNA is yesterday. Hey. And... He's the good. kind of jumping elbow joint that he hit last week, I was like, yo, the extension on that is crazy. Always, be, He's always been good. Now he's getting – you pair him with the right guys. I'm just trying to figure out where they're going, you know, on the road to WrestleMania because for whatever reason we got 
Kevin Owens on like this weird losing streak against in Dolph Ziggler, which would have made sense if I felt like Dolph Ziggler was involved last month. It just seemed like he came back just a few with Kevin Owens, whatever. But there are things that could work. It just feels like now that you have this fast lane pay per view, you have to make things fit that don't necessarily fit. Yeah, for they're the just sake buying of a time for yeah. like for WrestleMania, which is weird because they don't have that much time. No, you don't. You have so to jump right into the program. Everything in four weeks because there's what one program from Fastlane that's going to continue. Yeah, one feud, and that's Reigns and Triple H. And Triple H not even in the shit. Right, like you haven't even seen the champ. The champ has been like three minutes on TV each week. He's like Brock Lesnar. So I don't understand it. Um, we're gonna get the New Day versus the Usos. I think. I hope not because I'm so sick of seeing them wrestle. Um, but what? I think the Dudleys are just gonna crash that shit, and it's gonna be a DQ, and the Dudleys are gonna put everyone through tables. Like Kalisto and Alberto Del Rio. That's the one off, and then maybe AJ Styles is set up for. Uh, a feud against League of Nations, which I've thought from the beginning. I don't want to see that. Not a, I, I want to see AJ and Kevin Owens at Maiden. That's okay, I but I, see, I think but we whatever. see Del Rio versus AJ, which isn't horrible. Eh. A- and I think we see AJ probably get the title push and win the title. And then, or even if he loses to Del Rio at Mania, I think we see the debut of the Bullet Club the night after Mania. Because if AJ loses to Del Rio, it'll be because interference... From AJ's not going to be in the Bullet Club. Well, listen, Hang that up. I don't know. Where are they going? It's the Balor Club. It's the Balor Club with Anderson, Gallows, and They need a hurry Ballard. up. It's not, the contract not isn't over yet. But um, is there anything else before we move on to boxing? Anything else WWE-related we, we need to speak on? Um, Well, yeah. I mean, you know, some NXT happened. I mean, uh, Finn, Finn got, got hurt. hurt. Okay, he'll be fine. What? Are you just talking it up? Yeah. I mean, I mean, then it's not like they were really recording anything until, you know, the next pay-per-view. So he'll be fine. Nakamura's here. Yeah, well. Chilling, taking He'll tests. be fine. He'll be back. Hopefully, <laughs> as long as he gets cleared. Like, if he didn't get cleared, that'd be some shit. But <laughs> All size points him yeah. being cleared. I'm um, not worried about it. Yeah, him, Albert, Finn were just chilling. Yeah, I mean, on, NXT on was, NXT's been good. All right, cool. I mean, it's just it's like, to me, it's like, it's been what it's been, which is good. Yes, and I'm hype over this Joe, Sami Zayn match oh, yeah, that's coming up. Joe, like again, Joe's a savage, and it, uh, when are we just gonna bump him to the main roster? I hope he finishes this out and gets to the main roster. Oh, I we, believe so. He's we in need such another... good shape compared to old Joe. Yeah, but he's always been good. So the whole the yeah, bottom but he line looks is... better now. Like he's a beast now. Like the I, man boobs are shrunk. He yeah. got like traps. He, can, he, I mean, he can go, but you need another savage heel in the in the main roster. You know, you got your guys like Kevin Owens who like to beat up people. You need a guy like Joe who likes to beat up people. You need that guy. Definitely, Joe versus Ryback ASAP. Yeah. Let's get Ryback the hell out of here. I mean, Did we you see Ryback any... looking like Goldberg? I mean, the, the, even the vignette before Ryback got beat <laughs> up by the wires. Like, I was like, why, what is going on? Like, watching Raw, I was just like, this is stupid. It doesn't work for him. No. The, the stupid shit before looking like a comic book character didn't work too well. This is worse. Sorry, big guy. Uh, so, we're actually going to talk boxing because our guest is here. K.O. Bellows. What up? What up, man? What up? How you doing, brother? Doing good, doing good. You got the big fight coming up on Tuesday, Mayweather Promotions. Yes, sir. Um, how are you feeling about that fight? How are you feeling going into it? Oh, I'm feeling confident. I'm blessed. Uh, I've been working hard. Uh, I feel properly prepared, so I'm just ready to go now. This close to a fight, what else is there to do? Like, what do you prepare yourself? Are you physically prepared? Do you got to get the mentals right? What, what's going through your head? Now, that's what the training camp is for. Every day we're working on getting physically and mentally prepared. Now it's the waiting game. We're waiting on fight night. We're ready to go out there and uh, show and prove. See, Kel doesn't do this right. You, know? you got to 
you got to introduce yourself for cats that don't know you. Because I want, I want people to understand because people that have seen you may have seen you fight, but they don't really know your background, where you came from, how you came up, how you got involved with the Mayweather Club. Uh, my name is Linnell K.O. Bellows. I'm a 14-1-1 with seven K.O.'s. I'm from Southern California, Compton, California, Palmdale, Pacoima. I'm all over the, the, the southern part of Cali. Uh, I, I didn't start boxing until I was like 22 years old. I got involved with a champs camp, right? Right there's a Miguel Cotto camp. Uh, the fight was ready to come up, uh, champion our box, and that's how I got signed. I mean, from there, it's just been going down in history. It's been going up, and nothing positive and learning has been happening since I got got put on the team, and uh, I'm blessed to be in the position that I'm in. Oh, so I mean, how does a cat with no amateur experience? jump into the game like this and then i'm sure you didn't jump in saying you know what i'm gonna sign with mayweather and things are gonna happen like what what got you into the sport in the first place well uh, i actually did have 33 amateur fights uh i just was always fighting like i said i come from southern california where we always fighting long before it was always about the the guns we was we was fighting at school everywhere so and i was i was always a part of that fight scene uh, boxing kind of just came as I moved out to Las Vegas. I just happened to be interested in the boxing gym that I seen. I just went in there and checked it out, and I was in love ever since. You know, started working out. I didn't start competing until, like I said, I was 22, and I uh, I made it to the Nationals uh, 2011. Almost uh, made the Olympic team for the 2012 Olympics, and uh, from there. Uh, I decided that this is something I wanted to pursue as a career, but I didn't really have no direction when I started. I just was ma basically doing it because I liked it, you know. And uh, at, like I said, after I almost made it to the Olympic team, uh, I went also I went over to Floyd's to get ready for the Olympic trials, and so that's where I even got a dose or a little taste of being in the Mayweather camp. And then after I didn't make the team, and I decided to pursue it professionally. Uh, I made Mayweather promotion, uh, well not even Mayweather promotion, Mayweather Boxing Club, I made that my, my home gym. And then from there, I just kept on working until I got that call to box Floyd one day out the blue and it was just a blessing. Man, first of all, I'm sorry, I didn't mean amateur experience. What I was meaning was you didn't start, you started late in Oh boxing. yeah, I didn't start till I was 22. And that's crazy to me because you hear so many cats say they start boxing when they're 12 or when they're 10. Seven years old, some of them. Yeah, but you yeah. starting it so late, but you having the success that you had. Like, yeah. that means you, you were just a natural. Uh, I mean, I work hard. You know, if anything else, I, I work hard to try to make up for things that I don't know by just my, through my work ethic. You know, like I said, I'm in a blessed position. Yeah, there's a lot of people that's been boxing a lot longer and uh, maybe still don't got it. I don't got it all, but. Like I said, I mean, maybe I, I started at a mature age where I was able to learn things a little bit faster, you know. But uh, yeah, I'm constantly learning. I, I don't know. I, I far from know it all, but I'm constantly hungry to learn more. So I think that helps with me just growing in this sport. You touched on getting in the ring against Floyd, sparring against Floyd. What was that like for you? What was going through your mind? Uh, you know, I mean, he's a champ, naturally. But uh, like I said, I come from a dog eat dog world, you know, and uh, when you fight and you fight, and I don't care the size, the experience, no nothing. I mean, when I was coming up, when you when you bump into problems in the streets, you didn't have no time to say, how much you weigh, bruh? Oh, no, we can't fight. You know what I'm saying? Oh, how many people you knocked out? Oh, no, 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 today isn't the day to fight. So, I mean, when it came down to get in there, of course, you're a lot more cautious, you know, but at the same time, 
uh, you go in there and you go for what you know. And that's what I'm about, doing what I, what I love. I love fighting. You see a lot of that in boxing nowadays, though. Guys don't want to fight certain guys at certain times or, you know, it's regardless. Money ain't right. They don't want to get knocked out. They're waiting for the big fight. How do you feel about that? I mean, this is definitely a business, though. You know, I mean, you, you definitely want to do things that's, that's best for you and suits your career best uh, the best way it can. Like I said, you don't want to take the wrong fight, fall off, and then now you no longer have no money to feed your family. But you do want to, it's all about timing. You know what I'm saying? Fights is going to happen, but I think it's when the timing is best. You know, I wouldn't jump in with Andre Ward, you know what I'm saying, just because it's Andre, just because I'm not scared. You know, uh, I mean, the money has to be right, like I said, because I'm doing this to feed my family. I'm not doing this that we're at the end of my career. Uh, I don't want to be able to articulate sentences. You know, I want, I'm doing this, I'm, I want to be smart about the business. So, I mean, sometimes I feel like, oh, somebody, they should probably fight. But, like I said, maybe the timing ain't right. Sometimes it is fear, but, I, I mean, no names in particular, but... I'm just saying, sometimes it has to do with fear, but then sometimes the business aspect of it is, this ain't the time to do it. So I can respect it. I can definitely respect it. You're in a camp that is both probably the most loved and most hated camp at the same time. <laughs> yeah. And being associated with Floyd, like there's people that think, oh, you guys got private jets, or there's all this <laughs> extra pressure that's being put on you guys because nobody really understands what it's like to be part of the team. Can you talk about like the reality of it? The reality of it is we got that. We, we, no grind, no shine. You ain't working, you ain't eating. Plain and simple. And just because you eating don't mean that you eating like, like champ, like Big Brother do. He put in that work to get that food and that money that he got. And that's the same way that we all have to do. So for everybody that thinks that this all glitz and glamour, yeah, yeah, I'm, you're sadly mistaken. Because we, <laughs> we start at the bottom just like everybody else. And we, uh, with, with proper, with proper wins, proper situation. I mean, with proper growth, our paper grows. But other than that, we we everyday folks just like you. Our nine to five is just a little different than y'all's. We we have to work. There's some perks though being around Florida. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. No, I, I'm not here to say there's no perks. I'm just letting you know that uh, don't get it. Just because you might get your name on that dotted line, don't mean that life has changed drastically. To the point where you don't have to work because you're continuously working. If not this, he wouldn't get no more money. You know what I'm saying? Like we're all in business to get to get money. That's why he signs you because you participate in feeding your family and feeding him. It's more money. It's regurgitation. You know what I mean? The money has to make more money. But you don't get signed to make money and never have to work again. That's not what this sport is about. You know what I'm saying? That's not real life. So, no, nah, definitely, uh, it's definitely perks. He definitely looks out. It's definitely a blessing being a part of the team, just even being able to talk to him on a personal level because he can tell you things about the game that you didn't know, maybe things that you thought was one way that he can tell you why it's not that way or why you're absolutely correct. I mean, you get that first head-on knowledge, that that that, that first-person head-on knowledge, and uh it's a, it's a beautiful thing. It's definitely a beautiful thing, and you know he takes you. He does take you places. He he, he feeds you good. You know <laughs> he he does his thing. He's definitely a good family member, man. And he takes care of all of us accordingly. So with that being said, I mean being part of the team, there's always these extra eyeballs on you. So yeah. do you ever feel like more pressure sometimes heading into a fight because maybe maybe Big Bro was there, 
or you know that everybody's looking at you guys like you and Jay Leon and Badu, like everybody's looking at you cats. I mean, it's always a pressure. I mean, it, it, you gotta realize under them lights, just performing period, you always wanna do your best. So on top of the pressure that I put on myself to make sure I go out there and excel and, and do, 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 do my job to the best of my ability, when you got some one of the greats like Floyd looking at you and everybody else, and you like you said, we the most loved and hated group around, I mean, it's always a little pressure, but if, if that was the case, you should have signed up for a different job. You know what I'm saying? You knew what it, you 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 knew the job requirements before you took the job. So I mean, all, if anything, it, it it puts my back up against the wall, and I like to think that's where I shine at anyway. Coming up, I mean, you know, the entire Mayweather promotions is put on to on this card on Tuesday, pretty much. You guys have a huge platform, you know, national TV, Fox Sports One. It's going to be a great card. PBC yeah. behind you guys. Yeah. Do you feel any pressure with that, as far as you know, just away from Floyd Mayweather, just being on TV in the eyeballs, do you feel professional to perform a certain way? Like, do you have to go for a knockout? Do you have to be entertaining? Is this something that you feel heading into the fight knowing it's televised? No, I have to win. How I win doesn't matter. Whether it's an ugly win, whether it's a knockout win, the, the key is to win and, and, and learn from it and get on to the next. So, I mean, there's always pressure, like I said, to perform, but at the end of the day, this 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 the lifestyle I chose. It's the career I chose. Boxing didn't choose me. I chose boxing. So it's my job to properly prepare and go out there and handle my business. Plain and simple. How much does being in that gym like fuel that hunger inside of you to be a champion? Because there's champions and a lot of people don't notice this beyond Floyd in that gym. People see Floyd. They see what he does. You know, he's the champion of champions of, of our generation. But there's other champions in that gym. Guys who have tasted the belt, gave it up. How, how does that fuel you? I mean... I'm, me personally, I'm self-motivated. I'm family-motivated. So, I mean, I go, I go in the gym, and I'm, I'm hungry no matter what before I even get to the gym. Because, like I said, I have two little, two little boys that look up to me. You know what I'm saying? I love them. They mean the world to me. Along with my family, they just expect the world of me. So, it's always a little bit of pressure. But when you get in there and you're around other great champions, such, such as Balu Jack and Jadion Loves and Isha Smiths and just the whole squad, even, even some of us smaller names like myself. And Kevin Newman and and everybody. I mean, I, it it's like a unsaid, a unsaid. How do I say? Uh, competition. Competition. You know what I'm saying? But the competition, it isn't so much to where we're badgering each other. It just makes us all want to push ourselves a little bit harder. So it's an unsaid competition that also makes us excel as individuals. So, I mean, being in that gym is a beautiful situation because I would hate to be in a mild manner, mediocre gym to where if I, once I feel like I didn't beat up or, or outwork the, the, the everybody in there, now I'm on relax mode, I'm on cruise control. So no, nah, this gym, this type of gym makes me want to make sure I stay on my grind and even go harder than normal. You know what I mean? Because there's so many other people, future champs, champs that's, that are in there. I mean, it's just a constant grind. And I mean, it keeps me focused. It keeps me level-headed. I got to ask you, man, because everybody asks, wonders about with Floyd's tired. Is he coming back? Since the Berto fight, has Floyd laced up a pair of gloves in the gym? I haven't seen him. I mean, I, me personally, I don't know what he's done. <laughs> you know, on his everyday basis, he, it's his gym. He can go to the gym in the wee hours of the night. We would never know. 
But uh, Knight came in. He just basically been in, giving us knowledge. He dropping off gems and knowledge, helping us get prepared for not even just this date, but future fights. Just any, just the boxing game in general. He comes in, let us know what's going on, what's going on with what, how he sees things, and uh, that's that's as close as I've seen him come to the gym. But like I said, I don't know what he's done when I'm not there, or what he's doing when I'm not there. I think, like, you know, going back to the Birdo fight, I remember, you know, coming down to the gym. I remember actually sitting down talking to Floyd, and you could kind of see that it was like the this business is wearing on him. It kind of, to me, in my opinion, always felt like if he wanted to walk away, he wanted to walk away. Yeah. Like, did you sense that he was kind of growing weary and it's like, you know, I'm, I'm at a point where, you know, my kids are growing up and I've made enough money and I, I feel like I could retire and be happy. You know, I didn't sense it. But when he said it, it it all made sense. You get what I'm saying? Like he been the champion for what twenty years? For, yeah. Yeah, you know I'm saying like like like, come on now. And this ain't this ain't this ain't your normal nine to five. This is wear and tear, arms, muscles, knuckles, hands, knees, everything. You but you pushing your body to a constant limitation, on the on the daily basis on a daily basis. Whether the money is good or not, I'm saying you still pushing your body to its threshold. So when he said it, it's like, oh, okay, well, it's about time. Eventually it had to happen, you know what I'm saying? So just because nobody expected it when he said it, so many, oh my God. Well, like I said, when you've been at the, at the top for so long, you know what I'm saying? And you do got kids and other responsibilities, you're supposed to enjoy life. Your whole life, I mean, honestly, the, 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 the general idea is to work, to make sure your family is good, then you enjoy your family. Well, he's worked, he made sure his family good along with other people that's, that's around him, along with us fighters. Uh, it's okay to go ahead and be, here, be, that, be that good father and enjoy life, you know what I'm saying? See the country, even though you probably didn't see it a million times. You know what I'm saying? See the country, enjoy right. your kids. I mean, be a man, you know what I'm saying? Be, be a family man, enjoy life. You should, you earned it. Dude, bro, I mean, if, if somebody cut you a $100 million check, would you fight again? Yeah, I'm kind of into it. I'm kind of into it. I ain't gonna even lie. I'm kind of into it, man. I, I, I'm working hard, man. You know, like I said, when you when you got a hunger for this game, you know what I'm saying it, it, I haven't. I've, I mean, I'm business savvy, but right now I'm I'm stuck with being in love with the sport. So, I mean, I can't go a day without not throwing the punch or doing something. It, it, it's it's unsaid. I don't I, I, I don't believe in it. You know what I mean? It's like it's against my morals. Why? Because I'm a student of this game. I have to do it. I have to do something boxing related. Have to learn. I'm, I'm watching everybody box. I'm watching little YouTube videos. You know what I'm saying? This that another. Why? Because there's so much knowledge to acquire in this game to be a great. So with that being said, cut me a check. Yeah, we living better. But that now I'm back at the gym though. Well, I I, I could live, I worry about spending that money after I'm through working out. I was at the Mayweather gym earlier today. Saw yeah. you working out. Um, plenty of different fighters go in there. Different names. Floyd brought people in for camps. Uh, I saw Casamayor there today, just yeah. stopping through, getting his workout on. You're in the gym all the time. What fighters have come through and you're just like amazed? We all hear this story about Errol Spence getting in there with Floyd, and people are like, yo, this kid has it. Who came through the gym where you're just like, yo, that person is the real deal? I mean, 
all of them. Like I said, they all achieved things that I I, I haven't. You know what I mean? So, I'm, I, like I said, a student of the game. I respect everybody that gets in that square circle. But, you know, like you said, the Kiero Spence, dynamic fighter, uh, Andre the Real. You know what I'm saying? We already got the likes of Badu Jackson, Jaylion Love, uh, Ishay Smith. You know what I'm saying? Up and coming, Andrew Tabidi. You know what I'm saying? Our team, I'm just amazed by our team. But like I said, I didn't I didn't met so many fathers. Zab, uh, uh, Adonis Stevenson. I mean, I didn't met all these cats in my gym. You know what I'm saying? Along with movie stars, basketball stars, uh, all that music stars. So I mean, I'm I'm always in awe. You know what I mean? I I, I I'm not starstruck, but I I see. All the talent that comes in from all walks of life, different entertainment industries, and uh, as far as just the boxing, like I said, I mean Errol Spence, Andre Durrell, uh all of them, Willie Willie Monroe. I mean, I met all these cats. You know what I mean? And it's a blessing to even be able to meet other artists and such the and, and that, that that's involved in your craft. You know what I mean? So I mean, naturally, I just got to respect for everybody that. Puts on them gloves, lace up them gloves, and get in that square circle because the shit ain't easy. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, yo, you get to put another stamp on it yourself this week coming up. Yeah. What's your prediction for the fight? What's going to make you happy when you leave that ring? And is that it, kid's undefeated, too. I know you want to get in that blemish. I don't just want it, I'm going to. You understand me? Uh, it's about proper preparation and hard work meeting opportunity. See? Just because it's my first televised fight, I'm still working like I would any other time, which which got me this far, and what's gonna continue to get me further and further. So they coming in with a 10 and 0 record, more power to you. You know what I'm saying? But what happens is you have to see me about that. And when he comes in that ring, I mean I'm gonna be explosive. I mean I'm knowledgeable. I'm gonna be. I'm in shape already. Like I said, we a week out. We mentally prepared. We physically prepared, and we, we hungry as ever. We gonna catch a body like it's a legal thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we, we, that's what we do. We catching bodies like it's legal. So he he gets in that square. More power to you. I respect you. I respect anybody. I'm not saying that he's not coming to fight, but he's not coming to win. I'll, I'll be there to win, and I, my hand will be held hard. And that's what I'm working for. That's what I'm dedicated to, is being in my winning ways, hard work and dedication. And, and my grind is real. So I'm just, I just got to keep on going. This is just another notch in the belt. So come, come next Tuesday, uh, expect the winning KO Bellows with a smile on his face. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Thanks for taking time out from, uh, you know, your last week of training and preparation to come uh, and talk to us, man. No, I appreciate y'all for having me. Like I said, the world don't know who I am. I just going, but whether they know or not, I'm going to keep working hard because eventually they're going to have to know me. All right, we want to thank Linnell K.O. Bellows for coming through. He just had to leave. He's been training all day, so, you know, he's a little tired. He's got to be a little bit windy. So he came through, dropped some knowledge, the money team in full effect. Of course. We should have followed up on what craziness Floyd took him on. He's got to be on the show again. We got to, yeah, we'll you back. know what? We need to get, like, uh, what's his face on the show who dated Black China, though? Jaleon. Jaleon. <laughs> I saw him today. He'd be down. He's, he's down to talk yeah, all the time. I, we need to get all the crazy shit from yeah, Jaleon. Yeah. He seems like the party boy in TMT. Yeah. So we need to work on that. That is going to be my goal here shortly. But we got more boxing to talk about. Triple G gets an opponent. The mandatory. Yeah, Dominic Wade. No one's hype. I mean. You wrote the article today. Yeah, I wrote it on Yahoo. Dominic Wade's a good fighter. 
I mean, there's a lot of people like, oh, he's fighting a bum. No, he's he's number three IBF mandatory. He's unbeaten. The kid's got skills. He's long. He's got fast hands. Um, he's the best possible opponent for Gennady Golovkin. Billy Joe Saunders said no. Mm-hmm. He said he wants to fight two fights in the UK. Canelo obviously said no. So who did that leave him with? You know, the third. Yeah, yeah, I guess you know. Toriano Johnson's injured, so it's like, all right, we got to fight somebody. And the IBF was like, either you fight. Wade, you're gonna get stripped of the titles, and if Gennady's goal is to to uh, to hold all the belts, keep the title. Only makes sense. Um, I, I think we see another knockout. It's in L.A. I think it's the same weekend as John Jones, which kind of sucks. Yeah, I think so. Which is yeah, it sucks on HBO. They're trying to get uh, Chocolatito on the card as well. Um, That'd be great. They're doing it at the Forum in Inglewood. Um, but I mean, this is arbitrary. This is what you got to do. Uh, Interestingly enough, something that I didn't report in my story that I'm actually reporting elsewhere, um, I asked Tom Lofler's promoter about, you know, what happens with Canelo. And they was like, well, either Canelo gets stripped or he's going to fight him. And I was like, well, I was like, why hasn't Gennady fought in Vegas yet? And they're like, well, we're waiting for the right moment. And then he kind of let the cow the back. They've already been talking to Jerry Jones about having Canelo Gennady at Cowboy Stadium or it may be in Vegas. So, uh, yeah. Just do it in Vegas. in Dallas, though. Yeah, just do it in Vegas. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Come on, Tom. We haven't seen Gennady <laughs> in Vegas yet. Let's go ahead and do it. Um, no arena, you know. Yeah, do it in Vegas. And, you know, yeah, no state tax. You clean up and get all your money. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm you know, the, the, the announcement, people have known about this for a while, so we get the announcement. Yeah, we're looking for Gennady's 22nd consecutive knockout. But all I'm saying is Wade is no bum. And if you've seen him fight before, he fought Sam Solomon uh, last. Sam Solomon's a former champion. Um, recently fought Jermaine Taylor. He's not bad. He's he's the, he's the only guy there. You know what I'm saying? Compa- fight It'll be competitive. Eh, might not be competitive. Gennady's killing people, but <laughs> you never know. Uh, we have Andre Ward taking a fight. Yeah, Sullivan Barrera, who is actually a good, good fighter. fighter. Yeah. And people, again, they're like, ah, oh, stop fighting bums. Look, these divisions are thin. There's nowhere <laughs> for these guys to go. And if you want to see the Kovalev fight, like, look at Kovalev. He had to fight Pascal again, somebody who already knocked out in yeah. a relatively not-so-competitive fight. So, yeah, Andre Ward's going to fight Sullivan Barrera, try to prepare himself for a Kovalev fight. Um, is, that, is it the Oracle in Oakland? Always. Yeah, where it needs to be so he can, you know. Only place he can kind of fill. He's got a draw, so. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. I mean, They got to build his audience outside of the Bay. It's tough, man. The fact that the, the negotiations for the Sullivan Barrera fight lasted like eight weeks is ridiculous. And all the blame went to Barrera, by the way. It was like, this dude said he wanted to fight, and then it was like, talking about money. Like, dude, just take the fight. You're like, you're not fighting anybody else worth anything. Exactly. So all this is just like a lot of, like, we're kind of going through the motions on some of these fights to get to the big fight. Um, you know, obviously, we still want to see Canelo Khan is, is where it's at right now. That's where all That's the, the biggest is. fight. Khan said something up. really ridiculous. Did you see the other day? He said that my fight's getting more attention than Mayweather Pacquiao. Pacquiao, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get off the goddamn hyperbole train. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Um, it might end up being better just because he might get knocked the hell out. Yeah, I so mean, it'll be more exciting. This, this, but it's not, nothing's a bigger buildup no. than Mayweather Pacquiao. When we got to Mayweather Gym and saw a circus tent. Yeah, outside. And we had to be outside. And it was hot as hell. We had to be outside for all the media stuff. And we're like, yo, one, that was one of my proudest moments because I had my name on a chair. <laughs> yeah, it was like a ton of media, Mayweather Gym, and my name was on a chair. I was happy. I was like, oh, look at this. I was like, 
I, I done made it. I'm right. Like, yeah, <laughs> they, I mean, they let me in the circus. Saying it's like that was there's no way that Con Canelo can amount to anything remotely close to what Mayweather Pacquiao was. No. Yeah, in hindsight, we look at the fight and it sucked. You know what I'm saying? But the build, as, as much as we want to see, like everybody talked about that fight. People who don't watch boxing talk about that fight. Oh, yeah. Everybody talked ESPN about it. ESPN was here. Yeah, everybody. Live. Everybody. So not, Everybody's not talking about Con Canelo. No. Great no boxing majority is. Uh, by default, because there's yeah. no other huge fight. I mean, we get we get Pacquiao versus Bradley the month before. And even that's not a huge fight. No, it's like, all right, see you later, Manny. Bye. That's like what really what it is. Thanks, thanks for joining us. Like <laughs> everything that was great about Manny Pacquiao is kind of like in hindsight. Like he's doing the opposite of what Daniel Bryan's doing. He's not he's not being forced out. He's kind of leaving on his own terms when nobody cares anymore. Yep. I mean, he has to make that money though. That, that's yeah. still the key for Manny. Hey, man, we used to be a big gambler, man. I don't know how much this money he spent. <laughs> that and the tax man yeah. that came from Manny. So, uh, I mean, that's that's really all the fights. We we get a good fight in a couple of weeks with, you know, Thurman. Yeah, Keith Thurman and Sean Porter. Sean I'm still Porter. trying to get Kenny and Sean on the show. Like, Yeah, we'll hit him up this week. Once again, we got to get a lot of people in here. I mean, you know, thanks to our home, Las Vegas Fight Shop, and the Planet Hollywood, we have a nice dope venue to bring people into, have yeah. fun. So I'm sure we're going to get more guests than just, you know, not hey, talk to you all damn day. I might as well just say this. Um, if there's anybody who wants to intern for us and help us book guests on the show, we'd love to have you. If you have any, if you want to get some experience in, in, in booking and, you know, get some connections in the game, feel free to contact us. Give them the email address, Kel. The Corner LSN. Uh, actually, the email is thecornerpod at gmail.com. I forgot that's different. Thecornerpod yeah. at gmail.com. Email us uh, if you're on Twitter. DM me at Kel Dansby. I get those messages pretty simple. Just normal tweet me. Like <laughs> we could really use uh, an intern to help get us stuff. Because once again, we want some live shows too. Like we need like someone yeah. to help get us booked. And uh, we're busy guys. Andres is here every other week. Yeah, it's been crazy. He's always man. traveling and stuff. It's crazy. Like after that Grammy article, like things is going kind of crazy over here. Like. Things is, you know, I got to cover the Grammys on Monday. It looks like I'm going to be here because they, they need me to report it live. And being in the venues just becomes too much of a task trying to report. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I, we could use some help. We could use some help with yeah. somebody that can handle our inquiries and, and help us get some guests. I don't mind sharing my contact information as long as you don't call it, be a fanboy and, and hit up your favorite fighter, rapper, or whoever talking about some on dumb shit. On Tuesday. Yeah. What's up, bro? Like, don't <laughs> do that. Where the party at? Don't do that. <laughs> Outside of that, though, man, you guys help us out a lot. Thank you for taking the surveys, for listening every week. That's all we got for today. Got to thank our guest, Linnell Bellows, um, for coming through and just, you know, sharing his experiences, letting us get a glimpse into the TMT life. Yeah, he fights Tuesday. Yes. PBC. Tuesday, PBC, Fox Sports 1. Should be a great card of fights. You can check him out there, along with the other TMT fighters. Absolutely. So that's going to be good. You guys now know where to follow us, at the corner LSN on everything. Follow me at Kel Dansby on every social media platform. Me too at Andreas Hill. And that is it for this week. I'm sure some crazy stuff is going to happen between now and the next show. Until then, though, I mean this beef jerky, son. JR's. The JR's beef jerky. I've been eating it all show, so might as well. We'll let you guys know how it is. Check us out next week. Hey, this is like the shape like the state of Texas. (laughs) Later. Peace.